Podcast One. Welcome to Media Landscapes, the podcast from Group M Australia. I'm Rosie Baker, Group Communications Director, and I'm in the Podcast One Australia studio with our Head of Trading Intelligence, Lisa Newland, who's part of our Trading, Investment and Strategic Partnerships team, and our CEO, Mark Lolbach. This podcast series is based on Media Landscapes, a collection of essays written by Group M's Global President of Business Intelligence, Brian Weiser, to dig deeper into where ad spend is going in 2020, to look at the unique challenges advertisers face, and explore the current and future status of some of the world's largest media companies. There's a lot of information in there, so what we're doing with this podcast series is pulling out some of the highlights to bring you a bite-sized overview and local analysis of the biggest trends affecting marketers and the media. This episode, we're asking, if content is king, who wears the crown? So we're talking about all things content, from its creation, its funding, to its distribution. So Lisa, we kick off with you. How are the streaming services impacting the business models of traditional video-centric companies? And how is this evolving in the future? Yeah, what's interesting, isn't it? Because for a long time, the media industry took on a lot of different roles. They were content creators, studios, broadcasters, distributors. And now subscription video on demand services combine all these functions into one business model. It's not just Netflix, but locally we've got Stan, an increasing number of others, including Amazon, Prime, Hulu, Disney+, Plus, which recently launched very successfully in Australia. This means an evolution of content creation, distribution and monetization, as well as a big change in audience behaviour. It's been proven that as consumers, we will definitely pay subscriptions for access to quality content. I think that was one of the things that was kind of up for debate, I think, at the beginning when subscription services were coming out, whether would people pay for content because we've been so used to watching our free-to-air channels. So, Mark, what does this shift mean locally for Australian subscription TV businesses like Foxtel? I I love this. There is nothing better than competition. Competition in any industry, particularly when it's really broad competition like we're seeing, actually just makes everybody better. Um, And I think that's what we're seeing. So to me, there's totally two themes to this. One is about the power of competition and everybody having to raise their game. And I think that's both on a technology platform point of view. I mean, Netflix, when it launched, everybody went, oh my God, I'm in control. The user experience is amazing. It's very smart. It's recommending shows. I actually really like the shows it's recommending. And by the way, I can watch it on any platform whenever I want, stop and go. I mean, my God versus sitting at home and waiting for 6.30 for a broadcast. So that's fantastic. So what it means is that everybody, including Foxtel, um, and I think huge credit to Foxtel, they had the paid market to themselves for a very, very long time, very successful company globally. Um, But even they would recognize a pretty average service in terms of value for money and user experience. Wind the clock forward, and what have they done? They've got the IQ4 out there now. They've gone back to satellite where they totally have full control in terms of quality. They've launched 4K, they're in 4K HD, and they're spending more money than ever on programming. That's what competition brings. So I think everybody wins. They've offered up new models. They've obviously done KO. They've done new pricing packages. They're really putting the boxing gloves on and saying, guys, we are going to battle this out and we're going to give our consumers better value for money and we're going to give them better content and better user experience. Fantastic. Um, And consumers are responding and actually their subscriptions are looking strong um, and I think they will reset the cost structure of the business and they will continue to be uh, very successful. That's on the user experience side. If you look at the content side, I think, again, everybody will win here. So more producers than ever are getting access to cash. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. 
uh, more production companies are spending or, or producers are spending more money than ever on uh, on content. For example, you know, Seven just announced uh, they're going to increase their investment in content in 2020 by another 30%. Stan has announced that they're going to invest more. Foxtel, you know, is producing locally and also selling their programs globally like A Place to Call Home, uh, Wentworth. You know, the program's very successful and now being sold out globally. So I think, look, fascinating time. Competition's great. Content's only going to get better. Uh, and I think the consumer will win at the end. Podcasts, just like the one you're listening to, are becoming the go-to medium as a trusted environment. More and more, people are choosing to listen to original podcasts where they can be entertained, informed or educated. Podcast One Australia focus on creating premium original podcasts with some of Australia's biggest household names allowing brands to deliver their message in a trusted environment that makes a difference. 63% of listeners that have heard a brand message within Podcast One Australia podcast have taken action. So to have your brand message have greater impact or create a new trusted environment for your own communication, get in touch with the team at Podcast One Australia by emailing sales at podcastone.com.au. Is there a point where customers will say enough is enough? How many subscription platforms can the Australian market sustain? I know it's true, Rosie, isn't it? We've got a lot of services in the market. So we've got the SVOD subscription video on demand services for $7 to $25 a month. We've got broadcast video on demand with our free catch-up services. Plus there's digital movie downloads like iTunes and Google Play. The SVOD market increased 31% in the last 12 months. So Australians are pretty happy to pay for content they want. The average subscribing household pays $35 a month and have two SVOD services and view about 10 hours a week. So after Netflix, they've got about 11 million subscribers. There's Stan is the second largest and followed by Foxtel Now. KO Sports have the highest average viewing, as you'd expect, with such high quality content, and they doubled their subscriber base since 2018. Foxtel's has 3 million subscribers, but they hope to push past that 30% share mark um, with their announcement of Netflix being included in their subscription. So SVOD isn't expected to let up, but is in fact, we predict we'll have double-digit growth over the next coming years. So that's a lot more competition in this space. Does this increased competition signal a positive outlook or a negative outlook? Rosie, I actually think it's a really positive one. As I said earlier, I think competition is fantastic. It tends to lift the game. It brings better products. It brings better user experiences. But look, what it will do is continue to evolve. What they've seen in the US, I think, is quite interesting, is consumers have actually realized that by the time they've paid for the internet and then they've paid for Netflix and then they've paid for Disney+, and then they've paid for Amazon Prime, etc., they're spending a significant amount of money on these services and I think what will happen is there'll be a natural reset is what they're seeing in the US. So people are then prioritizing and saying, how many of these can I really use? And by the way, I forgot Spotify on top of that. So if you had audio, you'd be getting, it's a serious investment. People are now prioritizing, which I think is a good thing. And what they're seeing in the US is the amount of consumption of free-to-air television is actually increasing to balance it out. So people are still investing a similar amount of time in viewing or listening. It's just they're doing it on different devices and I think becoming a little bit cost conscious. And I think we'll see that here in Australia because as Lisa's identified, that complexity and number of services, I don't believe sustainable in the long term. So bearing all that in mind, Mark, this has been long debated as well, but do you think we will ever see Netflix doing ads? The one thing I've learned in this industry is never say never. I think there will be a break point. It's at what point does Netflix actually have to start making money? Um, and at what point do the investors actually see a long term business model here that they're comfortable with. 
they're going to have pretty stiff competition because a lot of their big competitors, like uh, if Google got into this space or you take Amazon, they're happy to cross-subsidize the cost of content production because they've got so many other revenue streams where Netflix doesn't. They've only got one stream. So their they're only focus at the moment and what's driving all the valuation is just one single focus on driving subscription, getting more and more people onto the platform. There's a point where they may have to look at either putting up their costs or looking at advertising. But I think if they do look at advertising, it will be more like an SBS model or it will be uh, maybe even a mixed subscription. You can pay more and have no ads, a bit like Spotify, or you can pay a little bit and you'll get a few ads. And that brings us to the end of this episode. If content is king, who wears the crown? And it seems only time will tell. If you want to find more out about what we've been talking about, you can read the full essay with much more detail on our website at groupm.com news or by searching Group M Media Landscapes. In episode four, Indifference Makes the Difference, we're taking a look at the economics of advertising. This podcast was recorded and produced by Podcast One Australia, presented by me, Rosie Baker, Mark Lollback and Lisa Newland. If you have any questions on what we've discussed in this podcast or if you've missed any episodes, you can email me on rosie.baker at groupm.com.